podcast friends. Join me in the Galapagos Islands this March. Registration is now open to come with me on my international yoga retreat next year to the Galapagos Islands. We're going March 2 through 9, 2024, and it's sure to be the experience of a lifetime. This is a yoga-filled, adventurous, and transformational trip that is limited to 16 people, and it always sells out. Visit the events and retreats page of jessgoulding.com for information and registration. One Yoga Global is the organizer, so it's guaranteed to be top-notch. Join me as we evolve on this Galapagos Island adventure together. Welcome to Jess on the Mountain, a podcast about yoga, chakras, and becoming your own guru. I'm Jess Goulding, and today, as we descend our mountain from the top at Sahasrara, we reach a part of our mountain that is dear to my heart, Chakra 6, Ajna. Several years ago, when I began working with my yoga therapy mentor, Becky, we set some goals for my yoga therapy practice and for life off the mat. It was easy for me to name it then, and it's still a goal of mine. I want to see reality. I want to really be able to discern the differences between truth and illusion. I want to be able to see myself, warts and all, with clarity and wisdom. It also seems to me the world is so full of differing opinions, false flags, false prophets, and propaganda that the truth can be tough to get to. I want the veils thinned and removed so I can live in confident right knowledge. I want the view from my mountain to be clear and cloudless. So this is a sixth chakra desire. This is the job of Ajna. Now a little bit of nuts and bolts about the embodiment of Ajna. Ajna means to command or to perceive. In the contemporary Western model, the gland, which is in charge of communication through your body via hormones, the gland most associated with Ajna is the pineal gland. The pineal gland, also known as the third eye, is a small pine cone-shaped gland located at the center of your brain. It's snuggled in there behind the thymus. Its major role is the production of the hormone melatonin. Interestingly, it lines up with your eyes, and the center point between your eyes is considered the placement of ajna, hence third eye. Because chakras aren't stickers on the front body, you can think of ajna filling the whole area from the eyes, through the pineal gland, to the back of your skull. It's the seat of your intuition. So we have located your inner guru. The primary function of the pineal gland is to regulate the sleep-wake cycle and the circadian rhythms. So it produces melatonin in response to darkness and inhibits melatonin production in response to light. Melatonin as a supplement is very popular right now among those of us seeking more sleep. Naturally, it's a hormone, a chemical messenger that helps control your body's internal clock, signaling when it's time to sleep and when it's time to wake up. So the pineal gland sees the patterns of light and dark in the external world and helps you get to sleep. Ajna sees patterns in your life, both externally and internally, and fuels your intuition with clear guidance. It illuminates your right path from the inside so you can see your right next steps. Physical manifestations of an imbalance at ajna can include some pretty obvious things like headaches, 
blindness and eye strain, but also has metaphysical ramifications like a lack of imagination, difficulty with visualizing, poor memory, hallucinations, and nightmares. Working with visual art and doing guided visualizations are two great therapies for Ajna. In fact, during the Chakra 6 module of Chakra Savvy Reset Your Life Game Plan, which is my six-month course, students spend time both coloring and visualizing, all with the intention of bringing healthy and healing prana, life force, to Ajna. Again, Ajna means to perceive or to command. A balanced, functioning Ajna helps you see the patterns in your life and look at the world through a clear lens. Fewer projections, fewer misinterpretations and misidentifications. This is exactly what I wanted when I started working with Becky. My personal meditation for years now is the one she gave me to get on the path of right perception and intuition. I visualize light coming in and pervading my whole body, removing all coloring to perception, all the blocks that keep me from seeing. Light chases away darkness. It's literally the definition of a guru. Anything that brings light to darkness is a guru. In the contemporary model, light is the element of the sixth chakra. It's usually the one we install there. Lighting up my third eye has led to some interesting and helpful things. I learned uh, in therapy years ago that my core issue is abandonment. All right, abandonment people, raise your hand. Yes, yes. I love you, I will never leave you. <laughs> no, but seeing how this, how my core issue, abandonment, shows up in my marriage or in my friendships exceedingly helpful. I can just see it like, oh, there you are again. And I can change gears, make amends, remind myself I'm not being abandoned, right? Old wounds and stuff. And then also it goes both ways. So seeing a little better, a little clearer, I can, uh, helps me see into the motivations of others. So my friends, my family, I can see their wounds at play. So it just makes things better because I can have more compassion so I can be a better friend, sister, daughter, wife, mother, all the roles that I play. I can better see the little breadcrumbs left for me by the universe that gives me clues when I'm on the right path and when we're going somewhere great. I have a deeper trust in my intuition, which allows me to follow my gut. Following your gut, kind of a sixth chakra thing. It's digging into that intuition, seeing it at play. With my yoga therapy clients especially, it helps me hear their story and see how everything lines up, how one symptom connects to another, and the patterns in their body reflects the patterns in their mind and spirit. So this work with Ajna has had so many benefits, such a boon in my life. If you haven't yet, I encourage you to start your own personal awareness journey in this regard. You can visit my podcast page at jessgoulding.com slash podcast. Or just click it on the, click on the show notes and take the quickie quiz or start the chakra check-in self-assessment. These are two fantastic tools for seeing yourself through the lens of your energetic body. You'll get some clarity as well, as I've had many students tell me that they experienced. Self-study like this is a great sixth chakra practice, and you'll get that in the self-assessment and also in my online course, Embodiment. That's the theme for this season. So this is the perfect time to learn embodiment practices and reset your foundation on trust and connection, gratitude, your place in the world. So go to jessgoulding.com slash embodiment. Be sure and use a coupon code podcast and you'll get $5 off your purchase. So 
bringing Ajna awareness into your everyday life can start with one simple question. Are you where your eyes are? Okay, put it another way. Is your attention going in the same direction as where you're looking? Okay, I have nothing against daydreaming. I'm quite for it. But sometimes we need to just see where we're looking. You know, the sensation of driving a car somewhere and not having a recollection of how you got there. When this happens, my feeling is that we are in our head and not in the present awareness of our surroundings. We don't see the path we're actually walking or the road we're driving. Essentially, we're not where our body is. I'll never forget going to the grocery store after a third eye workshop. Yes, those exist. (laughs) It was a totally different experience going to the store like that. It was like I could see everything, every piece of fruit, every product, especially every person. It was one of those moments when time slows down and you see everything with vivid clarity. It's almost eerie. Like you see the light between the particles or the pieces of the matrix or something. Each person looked to me so lovely. I could somehow sense their connection to each other, to me, to divine, to nature, to all of it. And I didn't even have to do any drugs to get there. I just saw differently, more holistically with this opened Ajna. I mean, the moment faded, of course, my my typical patterning took over again, but the memory now serves as its own reminder to nurture my third eye with practices of paying attention and caring for my eyes. So back to our question, are you where your eyes are? Are you noticing what you're seeing? When you think, do you stare off into space or close your eyes? If you have any of the physical symptoms I mentioned, or you tend to get stuck in your head, try actively looking at things around you, noticing their shape, texture, and color. Looking where you are pulls you into the moment. Have you ever noticed in the movies that like with time travel, They always seem to look at their hands to see if they're real, like, where am I? And they look at their hands, backs of their hands. And do you actually know what the back of your hand looks like? Maybe you, maybe don't. (laughs) Okay, let's get practical. Here are some of my favorite Ajna practices to bring balance and health to your third eye. Eye stretches. This is a thing. It's called yogi eye stretches. And you can connect it to the breath. It's so simple and really, really important in today's computer world. When there's tension in the eyes, that tension does kind of go down throughout the rest of the body. So when our eyes are relaxed in their sockets, your overall body experience can be more relaxed. So just starting with the eyes and you connect to the breath, holding your head very, very still, breathe in, look straight up past your eyebrows, just with your eyeballs. As you exhale, smoothly move your eyes down to look down past your cheeks. It can be challenging to make it smooth, right? You might notice that your eyes bounce, going up. That's okay. That's pretty normal, but it does show that there's some agitation there, right? Some vata energy. You can use your finger then. So you can trace your finger. So you start it up high and come down low. Just watch your finger as it goes. So you can make a smooth path. So inhale, it goes up, exhale down. Also do it side to side. So holding your head still, look all the way to the right, way over to the right corners of your eyes, then slowly moving across the horizon to the left side, connect to the breath. So it's very present. And then you do a clockwise circle, slowly all the way around, go the other way. You're trying to do it as smoothly as possible. Another thing I love to do 
is uh, drink in the light, right? So you can look at a light source, not the sun, but <laughs> some sort of, you know, it's a bright window that'll work, a light, a lamp. But you stare at this, and as you inhale, imagine you're pulling that light into your eyes, your eye organs. Then as you close your eyes, bring that light down through your body. So inhaling, eyes are open, you drink in the light, and close your eyes, exhale, let that light move down through your body. Playing with focus is important. A lot of this is so important right now with our phones and our computers. We can tend to kind of change the shape of the eye after having so much looking close up. So during your workday, if you work at a computer, definitely pause sometimes and look long distance. So let your eyes have practice. Like there's muscles that are working back there. So let them have practice looking at mid-range and far away. In a yoga practice, I incorporate this. We do warrior two, whichever arm is extended in front. Inhale, look straight at the thumb, focus just on the thumb. Exhale, look at all the periphery. See as much of your environment as you can at once. Right? It doesn't matter if you're inhaling and exhaling, which one, just that you are breathing mindfully and you're switching your focus from thumb, the specific, to peripheral, the expansive. Then there's some light hygiene, like blackout curtains at night, because that pineal gland will pick up light and not release as much melatonin or won't give you as many clues. So you want to put up blackout curtains to say, no, it is nighttime. No screens before bed, right? That pineal gland, we got to keep it on the right uh, circadian rhythms. So just reduce your lighting in general when it's getting closer to bedtime. Listening to your body, your somatic responses to your environment is a great way to help strengthen your intuition, right? So you start to notice when you know something, like I'm doing air quotes, when you know something like deeply, you just you just know something's off. You just know something's right. You just know something needs to change. You know, that deeper knowing. Just start to notice when you know something and write it down. Then go back and visit the list frequently to see how often you are right. It's a game you can play and no one has to know, but Ajna needs validation in order to keep sending the right signals to your body that get the right responses. So if we know something like the hair standing up in the back of your head and we ignore it, this has the opposite effect. Ajna will start to close down and your intuition will turn into a whisper and finally just be inaccessible. So validate, validate, validate. So essentially it's okay to say, I knew it to yourself, right? Every time. So my friend, I hope you found this Ajna episode helpful. I encourage you to try some of these practices and let me know how it goes. Ping me on Instagram or Facebook where I'm just G Yoga. And may you too open your third eye to the beauty around you. May you practice the embodiment of being fully where you are. And may you see the patterns come together in your life in a way that sparks your intuition and guides you on the mountain. Much love. <laughs>